0: They are off and running. Well, they have been off and running for a while, but now is the moment they've been waiting for all season long. We are so pleased to welcome in a men's cross country runner. His name is Colin McDonald. David, we will get to him in a moment, but how are you doing? It is, it's down the stretch. We're getting there this fall.
1: Well, I'm doing good, and it means a lot to me that you would prioritize letting me talk over (laughs) the superstar cross-country runner we have, Colin McDonald. So we'll get to you, Colin. How are you doing, man? Thanks for coming on the show.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: So would you prefer, when we're trying to give you a really cool cross-country nickname, would you prefer us run with like the old McDonald stuff, or would you prefer we go with... like? McDonald's restaurant nicknames, like which which McDonald pun would you prefer we we run with, so to speak? Um,
2: well, you know, back in the day in high school, they used to call me Big Mac because I'm skinny. There and you they go. Thought that was funny, so I guess. So you like the McDonald's restaurant? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh yeah.
1: I'm loving it. All that stuff. There's a lot of nicknames we can come uh, can come with there. So yeah, man, you've been running all season. How uh, how's the body holding up going into this last uh, championship meet here?
2: Yeah, you know, you uh, you back off intensity, and so the goals do. Let the body heal a bit, and so it's to a point that we're everyone on the team's feeling really good because we're no longer beat up. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: mm. the harder practices are a thing of the past, which I'm sure you guys appreciate. We had Coach Tyson on the show a, a few weeks ago. He does he get sad when the practices get a little less intense, or he likes
2: that too? Uh, I think he likes it because he gets to. Head back home earlier. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Everyone's happier. So, Colin, Ryan and I have been talking a lot about this season. You guys have had a good one so far. You guys are coming up on the last meet of the season, the UMAC Championship meet in St. Bonifacius this Saturday. Let's we're going to get to that. We're going to talk about that meet specifically. But I'm just curious, this year's team, you're a senior, you've been on a lot of teams before. Every team's different. What has kind of set this team apart? What has this season's experience been? How has it been unique to all the other ones that you've been a part of?
2: Yeah, it's definitely been uh, been different because even though, you know, I'm a senior, it's only my second year running, and so everyone on the team is either a second year or first year, and so there's a lot of inexperience across the board, and so it's just been really cool to learn to run together because um, we just don't really know how to run at 8K by ourselves, and so it's uh, a lot of pack running. Uh, the guys' team, we try to stay together the entire race, and so it's been really cool and uh, we've been pretty successful at that so far.
1: What's this year's team's identity been? Like how would you describe this team in a few words if you
2: had to? Um, it's probably been the craziest and wildest team. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of, we're a bunch of goofballs, I can there tell you, you that.
1: Which that's got to make it fun when you're out there running around in the woods. I mean, have things to laugh at. I mean, you got to enjoy that, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, every cross-country team, they're, they're all a little crazy just because that's a uh, that's just cross country. You know, who's, who's sane and goes runs hundreds <laughs> of miles over the summer? Yeah, there you go. And so, but there's definitely some crazier ones and some guys that get like super serious before a race. But a uh, majority of us are just kind of messing around in the start line, which is really, really fun to be a part of.
0: You're a unique breed, and that is definitely a compliment. So, you are a senior, Colin. This is going to be your last conference championship. What are the emotions like? Are you thinking about it? Are you taking a moment to smell the roses? How do you feel a, a few days out?
2: I'm gonna dash your hopes and dreams. Uh, I'm actually gonna be back next year. I will be a fifth oh, year. Oh, so, go! Uh, Breaking the news. Take. So uh, he's coming back.
1: This is like LeBron James announcing he's going to Cleveland, except this is bigger.
2: So uh, let's it's go. Not the last one, but okay. uh, the the feelings is definitely you know gain experience. Um, our whole team. None of us are graduating, and so we're just looking to really learn together and uh, learn how to run together this meet because. Even though, you know some of us are a little banged up, coming a little injured, but uh, it's just it's a conference meet. There's nothing like it. It's different when you get up there, and it's just the UMac next year, and uh, you just go at it.
0: Say Say more about that, Colin. Clearly, you care about the team. You've talked a lot about the team already, but for you personally, you know this date has been coming all year, lo- all year long, and you guys actually got to compete at the Crown Cross Country course a few weeks ago. You saw that course a few weeks ago. Now you're going to get to see it this Saturday. What's your personal mindset coming in? You know you want to be at your best. What's the key to do that on Saturday?
2: Yeah, definitely just stick to the race plan, um, which we haven't talked a whole lot about yet, but uh, considering the rest of the season, um, kind of our top three have been right next to each other, and then the two two returners have up there, but uh, they're a bit banged up, a bit injured, and so the goal is to uh, stick together. Um, I didn't get to run the meet last week, but I got to see the course, um, and so... It's just it's really hilly, and so we've been we've been killing hills all all year.
1: What's the uh, strategy on a course that has a lot of hills? I mean, uh, talk me through. Say say you're the coach and you're trying to teach me how to run across country and meet. Now, besides me being in terrible shape and all that <laughs> stuff, you'd have bigger problems than hills uh, to get me ready. But how do you kind of teach a runner to attack hills in a race?
2: Yeah, you really focus on arm swing. Um, and Coach T has been doing that a lot. Is you really just got to quicken everything up on a hill. Um, the, the temptation is kind of to slug it out and use a lot of power, uh, but it's better to be quick on hills and then let just the downhill carry you and kind of recover on the downhill. And so you really just want to attack the uphill um, and then attack a little bit more. You want to talk about psychology of a runner. If I'm right next to a guy and we get to the top of a hill and he keeps running at that pace, I'm done. I'm like, he's got it. I'm just going to let him go. And so you, you can really destroy a lot of athletes uh, at the top of a hill and just keep pushing a little bit.
1: That's awesome. Do you shorten the the stride up going up the hill and then lengthen the stride coming down? Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Well, thanks for breaking down uh, the hill running. So now that we have the hills down, Ryan, <laughs> now we just got to figure out the uh, other five miles of the race and uh, figure that out. But Colin, your sport's very unique. And Ryan and I have talked a lot about this on our show this year. Y- you guys and golf is of the same mold. These other sports, they have these regular season games and they need to win these regular season games to qualify for the postseason. So it kind of puts an importance on every game because you're trying to win these. So you qualify for you guys in golf, your sports different in the sense that you have all these meets, but everybody's going to make that championship meet the last Saturday of the season. So how do you guys still put an importance on every regular season meet? How do you motivate yourselves there? And then also, how do you really prioritize getting yourselves running your absolute best going into that last uh, meet of the season?
2: Yeah, it definitely starts um, from the beginning. It's uh, you don't have to worry about record, and so it's we circle the date every year. It's like conference. That's the meet we want to be at our top, um, and everything about us. You know, there's no there's small like drill like there's no free throw shooting. I can't go in the gym <laughs> at two a.m. and just shoot reps and try to get prepared that way. It's it starts in June. And it is consistent running. Um, and so you really prepare, like, at the start thinking, okay, look, we start in the summer, which is not officially NCAA, don't worry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like
1: Ryan, can you cut that out <laughs> when, we, uh, <laughs> when we edit this?
2: But, uh, yeah, it's, it's really we, – we focus on that date. And the rest of the meets are kind of, like, you want to get faster. Um, and it kind of depends on the course. At the championship last year was a pretty fast course. This year, it's a pretty slow course. And so you kind of think you got to throw everything out the window immediately and be like, okay, look, the rest of the meets this year were about time. It was about getting faster, learning how to run together. This meet, it's you got to beat some people because they score the other meets, but I don't care where we place against St. Olaf. They're not in our conference. I care where we place about Superior and Crown. Like, those are the guys we got to go after. And so it's a lot of, you really got to switch your mindset 180 coming into it. And that starts, you know, way back in June.
1: That's awesome. Thanks for that breakdown. So as you look at some of the teams in the conference, what, uh, what's kind of the layout? You know, Who are some of the teams that you guys think you're going to be running neck and neck with? And uh, what's kind of your guys' goal as you enter into this uh, meet here on Saturday?
2: Yeah, um, I think the, the consensus is crown um, is uh, kind of the, the target we got. Um, they have the best run of the conference. He's probably going to go in and win it. And uh, if you don't know how cross-country scores, getting first place, that's only one point. Um, and your top five, whatever place you get, that's the number you get. And then you just add up your top five positions. Um, and so with the big one, it's it's definitely hard because now you got to beat the other four guys with your five guys. And we don't have that top runner that can go run with Jeremiah from Crown. And we just got to stick as a pack because our top five are better than Crown's fifth runner. And so it's a lot of number jostling and uh, it's a lot of fun. And a smaller meet that the UMAC conference is, it makes that spread way more important Because there's no longer a huge gap between our fifth runner and their fifth runner. But also there's not a huge gap between their first runner and our first runner. You know, there's maybe 20 guys. And so I think that's kind of, we've been focusing in on them. You know, we've been scouting them out throughout the year. Uh, They've been at every meet so far. And so that's kind of, both of us are kind of mid-pack teams. And so that's uh, that's who we're going to try to go get.
0: Colin David and I know that you listen to the pod and we do appreciate that so shout out to you yeah, for thanks, that thanks brother <laughs> appreciate you but you also know uh David and I like to talk about one thing consistently and we're about 10 minutes in no, I've waited David, long enough I, not
1: David <laughs> and I don't know no, no. Now, Ryan I, I, Ryan I, likes to talk about the weather and I, I oblige <laughs> him not David and I don't say
0: that well I like to talk about the weather fine <laughs> we could label it that way so it, it clearly matters in a sport like this and it can be so so different in Minnesota at late October and David and i were joking last week it could be nicer than it was a few weeks ago when you guys were competing down there i mean there was snow on the ground that morning it was really cold two-part question how often are you looking at the weather this week and then the second part just paint a picture for us what is the perfect most ideal condition to be running for all the marbles in your opinion
2: um i'm not a guy that checks the weather very often really Um, especially for these big meets Uh, i'll usually check like the night before when i'm trying to figure out like how many layers i need to wear okay um but in terms of, like, race uniform, I don't wear, like, any leggings, any, any undershirts. Like, I'm kind of— You're just, old school. That's just my, my, yeah. my thing. <laughs> uh, some people, you know, they layer up. Uh, it's just preference. Sometimes I throw a beanie on. If it's really, really cold. Um, but I don't really check the weather. I just—you know, that's in God's hands. He knows. Um, it's a, about adjusting day of versus—I mean, I could check the weather now, and we come to the Saturday. It could be completely different.
0: That's valid. I mean, David's brought up the similarities in a way between this and golf. Golfers are the exact opposite. Like the, 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 it's five days out and they're like, how detailed of a <laughs> forecast can I get for the end of the week? So second part of that question, if you could pick, what would you like it to be Saturday out in St. Bonnie? Paint us a picture, Colin.
2: Yeah. Everyone is a bit different. I typically like to be in the bit colder side. Uh, yeah. So I like, you know, high forties, mid forties, uh, overcast and no wind. Um, <laughs> so is
1: what we have right now pretty close? I mean, like right now, is this pretty good weather conditions?
2: I would, I would love this, this weather if it, was, if it was like this out there on Saturday. A um, little windy, but I mean, it's Minnesota. It's always going to be a little windy. <laughs> um, a lot of runners like it a bit warmer, you know, higher 50s, mid-50s. Um, but definitely kind of, you know, somewhere in that 40 to 50 range is where most runners would be. And then obviously no wind. And then the sun just zaps energy. And so, I think most runners would agree that no sun is better.
1: So, you talk about wearing a beanie. Does, that doesn't get hot when you run. Like, <laughs> that's, that's what I always kind of wonder. What's the line between layering up too much so you get hot out there, but also trying to stay cold or yeah. just, uh, keep away from the cold?
2: Yeah. So, uh, you got to focus, like, your legs are moving. And so, your legs can get warm. And mm-hmm. so, like, that's the last thing you put layers on. The next is, like, you want to keep your, your upper body warm. And so, a lot of people put sleeves on. Uh, but the big ones are hands, because, I mean, those are going right in front of you. Into the wind every single time, and then your head gets cold really fast too. Okay, because those are the furthest away from your circulation, and so all the blood rushes down to your feet, not up to your head. And so, the beanie and gloves is like pretty classic. If you watch professional like <laughs> yeah. cross country, like they would just have a beanie and hat and nothing else. Um, but then those are also quick. Like if you do get warm, you see a coach quick, throw your hat at him, um, and just keep going.
1: There you go. So when we see Coach Tison on Saturday, he's just gonna have he's just gonna be <laughs> with, the cover with hats and gloves flying at him. There you go. I like
0: that. So Colin, how do you and the whole team, and I'm glad that you brought up coach T, how do you deal with nerves and in a big spot like this, what is that final message that you as a leader on this team, or if it's coach T, what is the last thing that is said in a big spot like this before you guys go and set up and get in your starting line position, if you will, what is that final thing that is said?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you just go up there like, Hey, you've been, you've been training since June started June, like, or four or five months since then, like, The work's been put in. The the preparation's been put in. Like, there's nothing you can change now. Just go run and go race. And most importantly, like, hey, be smart in the first half. In the second half, let loose. You got nothing else. After this, nothing to save. Go pass some people.
0: Amen. Empty the tank. And as you would say, David, in basketball, what are you doing? When when you're all prepared, what's your saying that you love to say? I won't say it.
1: I don't know. The (laughs) the farm reference. Oh, the hay is in the barn. The hay is in the barn, right? Exactly. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) I I have a lot of sayings <laughs> say like, Hey, what's that one saying you like? I got about 50 of them. So up. That, that's awesome. Colin. I love that you broke that down. I, you have me fired up right now. Like I, I want to get out there and run I'm excited to watch how you guys do this Saturday. You answered this question a little bit, but I still want to ask you how do you stay connected with your teammates out there? Because Ryan and I have talked about it. It's unique in so many ways. We've already talked about some of the things that make it different from other sports, but also like you're out there by yourself. Like, Every other sport, basketball, football, volleyball, soccer, it's a connected unit. Like Everyone's playing together. Like I can't be successful unless the person next to me is being successful. In cross-country, there's a team aspect. You're you're getting a team score, but you're out there very individually, and it's a sport that highlights the individual. So how do you stay connected with your teammates on the course? I know you said you guys kind of run as a pack, but do you guys have any sort of like – if you cross someone, you see someone, are you giving them a thumbs up, a wink? Like, What's the communication on the course kind of between the teammates?
2: Yeah, uh, Coach T actually, uh was surprised after the podcast last time. He's like, we have hand signals now. <laughs> um.
0: He did like that question for me. I asked him, and he didn't seem like he knew what I was talking about. So fill us in.
2: Yeah, we uh, we as athletes kind of, you know, we're out there on the course. You know, Coach T's only, you know, one or two spots. We see him throughout the race. Um, and so we kind of come up with different things because we don't want to have a conversation. Um Unless it's the first mile, then sometimes we'll, we'll talk a little bit, uh, just kind of ease into the race. But like, yeah, we slap our hip a couple of times and point of like, hey, I need you right next to me. Like, I'm hurting right now. Um, or if we come up and catch an athlete, um, I know last year a couple of guys like we tell them just push in the lower back and kind of like, hey, get up to speed, match my speed. Like, let's go. Um, it really is like, it's a it's a team sport with five people, and uh, your your mental mindset like anything to kind of distract you, I guess, from the pain. That, uh, that is inevitable, is uh, definitely going to help you. And so you try to check in either, you know, hey, there's, guys, there's someone, three guys ahead of me. I'm going to catch that guy within the next mile. Or it's, uh, you know, hey, what a nice tree this is. I don't know. <laughs> you, you do anything before. Because the moment you start thinking like, man, my legs are tired. Like, I'm breathing too heavily. Uh, this isn't going well. Like, the moment you start thinking that way, you're done. You're, you're going to slow down. And so we'll, we'll come up and we'll also say head check to each other every now and then on the course if we see them. Um, and that's just start the head and you just go through, like, what are you thinking about? What are you looking at? don't want to be looking down. You want to be looking up. You know, what's your arm's doing? How's your how's your sh- turnover rate of your stride? Is it fast? Is it slow down? Just kind of, you got to be in tune with your body out there.
1: Do those hand signals ever backfire? Like you try to push a guy in the lower back and like you shove him over <laughs> like that's ever happened or not usually?
2: No, no, I okay, haven't there. seen that one yet. <laughs> oh, I, like, I like
1: that. What's Coach Thiessen like out on the course? Is your running, like, is he very serious? Is he kind of making you laugh, like when you turn a corner you see Coach Thiessen there, what's he doing, what's he saying?
2: Um, yeah, He definitely makes you laugh, but it's because he's like super serious, which is like (laughs) funny because he's not like serious of like, oh, you got to do good. He's just kind of like, he's just there. He's like, eh, I'm just, (laughs) you guys have already done the work. I'm just here. exactly. And so, you know, he'll usually, you know, shout arms at you, try to get you to think about whatever you need to, uh, whatever he sees. For me, it's usually turnover rate. My turnover is a bit slow. And so he's always like, hey, quicken up. Um, he usually finds a hill and helps us. You know, encourages up a hill. Anytime you see the coach, you know you kind of instinctively like, oh, I gotta run a little faster. <laughs> oh, yeah, coach exactly, is looking. Yeah. So,
0: so, Colin, I've asked this to to a number of athletes, and, and you're included in this. I'm fascinated with the build up in food, how it fuels different athletes, whether it be the night before a big game, match, meet. In your case, and then the morning of. So, what do you do before a big race, whether it be snacking or night before a meal? What's the line between I need to get whatever is your go-to thing, a good amount or too much? What's the line between too much and not enough? So when we go to Friday night, is there something you're going to eat specifically or Saturday morning? Is there something that has to get in your body?
2: Yeah, I think a lot of runners are pasta people. Yeah. So pasta is usually a go-to on Fridays. Do you ever okay. do the
1: Michael Scott like pound a bunch of pasta like five minutes before <laughs> you run the race? No, no. Got we a car, got a carbo load. We don't carbo load. We're only okay. running five miles. You know, we don't we don't need <laughs> yeah. to.
2: On um, my morning of, I have to have eggs. Okay, that's, that's a thing. Even though, like, how, how do you do your eggs? Um, either I'll stop at Brewster's on the way. Okay. Get a get a bagel with some eggs on it. Okay. Or I'll scramble them. Okay. Put some milk in there. Go some salt. Some pepper. Some pepper. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Some ham, usually, and some cheese, you know. So oh, that together ooh, and, okay. Uh, and you're good to go. That sounds what, good. When you
1: cook these eggs, <laughs> what, <laughs> what is the exact, like, temperature? What are you cooking these at? Now like, David's like, taking shots. <laughs> 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 I'm giving Ryan a hard time. Any other weather or cooking questions you have? No, <laughs> yeah. no, no, that's it. Right. <laughs> I like it. You can keep it going.
0: So, yeah, that's, that's really all I had before that. I mean is there anything that you as a team preparing before a race where you guys check with each other? Like, Hey, do you got your fluids? Like fluids too. Do you got your, whatever you need before a race? Is there something that you all do in the hours leading up? Are you all unique in that way?
2: Um, yeah, we we'll send in our text messages, like stream, you know, Hey, are you guys hydrating? Uh, cause that's a big one. Um, so we we'll kind of remind them like, Hey, hydrate. Um, a lot of runners don't eat enough. And so I'll typically, you know, throw in like, Hey, eat something. Um, don't, don't starve yourself. You need, you need those, those calories. Um, but there's also typically every morning of a race, uh, I'll throw in a verse and just a little devo and like, Hey, let's check in. Like, this is for God. Like, let's not get too confident in ourselves. Yeah. Like we're out there representing him. There's obviously some other Christian schools in our conference, but there's also some public ones. And, you know, we're, we're really cool in their aspect of, I see these guys all the time. Like we've been every single race has been with crown in basketball and soccer, you know, you see them twice a year. Yeah. And so it's been really cool that like, you know, I know Jeremiah from crown really well. And so, like, every time I see him or a couple of guys in Bethany, I'm like, hey, what's up? And it's just, like, it's a camaraderie with, between not just Northwestern but an entire, entire uh, sport, and so it's really cool.
1: That's awesome, man. And, and my last question for you, and you're starting to touch on it a little bit. Can you just describe your time as a Northwestern athlete? I know I, I thought you were a senior, so I thought it was coming to an end. I guess you kind of are a senior, but you're coming back <laughs> next year. So you have another year this, but so far in your career, what is it meant to be a student athlete here at Northwestern? Um, how has it impacted you and why, if you're talking to a cross country runner who's thinking about coming to Northwestern, why is Northwestern such a, a fun and special place to compete?
2: Yeah. I mean, I transferred in and uh, when I transferred, like I thought my career was done when I went to college, but then I transferred to Northwestern and, uh, Reached out to Coach Dean and was like, "Yo, is there a possibility of running?" He's like, "Absolutely," um, and it's been way more than I could ask for. Um, there's there's such an emphasis on spiritual development, and it's been it's been so cool just to you know go to the Bible study that we have as as a cross country team and just learn uh, learn together and learn each other, and uh, you know we know what each guy's going through, and uh, it's just been so cool to like encourage them as they go um, throughout their, throughout their journey. And yeah, it's, it's a brotherhood like no other. Like I was at a public school in high school and uh, like your brother's there. Um, but like, not as, not on the same level as like, Hey, these are my brothers in Christ. Like we got eternity together. Like this is just the start. And so it's, it's so cool. Um, I, I couldn't imagine running anywhere else.
1: That's incredible, Colin. Thank you for that answer, and thank you for joining us today. That's all I've got for you. I'll let Ryan kind of yeah. send us out, but good luck this Saturday, man. We'll be cheering for you and really appreciate the time today. Yeah,
0: you, I, I, I echo that, but, but Colin, i got to mention as well, I know as an athletic department we're happy that you're going to be back because you're great on a camera. I mean, people may not know this, but the guy's really good on a camera, so to be helping us out with the games for the rest of this year and next year, if you'd be willing to do that, we would appreciate it.
1: But When no. you're watching Northwestern football and you're sitting <laughs> – at your house with a tear in your eye because the camera work is just so beautifully done. That is Colin McDonald yeah. right there, nine times out of 10 doing it. So, yeah, nice work, man. We're glad you're back. <laughs> hey, why don't you just get a couple more degrees? Why don't you sit here <laughs> around for five years? We, we could use you.
0: Thanks so much, Colin. Good luck on Saturday. Yeah, thank you.
1: Thanks, fam.